You're listening to Tony Mark with The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of uh, The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. My very special guest today is Alan Friedman. Alan Friedman is a portfolio manager and investment advisor at CIBC with Gundy, and he's with Friedman Investment Group. Alan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tony. Pleasure to be here. Alan uh, and I met uh, quite a while back, and um, I asked Alan on the show, so because I wanted him to to tell his his very compelling story. Alan, uh, when we first met, within the first five minutes, he told me, I asked him what his goals were, and he said, Tony, very simply, I want to outlive my dad. And that struck me, uh, 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 struck a chord with me, and I thought, uh, wow, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of different things, and um, I really thought that... I would love to help this uh, this um, this gentleman uh, because he he's really taking fitness uh, seriously. So, Alan, if you if you can 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 help me understand and help the audience understand what drives you and what got you into fitness, I just mentioned that was your your primary goal. But um, it, did you was was that the 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 event in your life that really got you into um, uh, the wellness and taking care of yourself? Well, Tony, my father died when I was ten. He was fifty-one, and um, you know my family just had at best a checkered medical history. You know, my mother suffered from hypertension. She had a series of strokes. There were all kinds of issues from a health perspective in my family. And I just took the position that um, if I'm going to live a long life and people in my family have lived into their 90s, I want to do it in a way that I can be as healthy as I can be. So I just took the idea that if I can get fit, if I can watch my health, if I can do the right things, you know, everything I do, I'm in the financial service industry. So to me, you know, investing is about probabilities. Uh, your health is about probabilities. I want to put the odds in my favor. And that's why I decided to, you know, build a relationship with you, come, you know, set up a specific time, try to get a disciplined process so that I know, you know, I'm trying to balance my issues. You know, would I come if I did it on my own? Everybody has bought exercise equipment that they dry clothes on or they used to hang things, right? I wanted to make sure that I did it. And so um, here I am, 61 years of age. I think I look fit. Somebody today told me I don't look 61. That's always a compliment. And um, that's sort of what motivated me. If you, um, you know, to draw a picture, Alan is about uh, 6'2 and about uh, uh, 200 pounds, 205 pounds. He, he looks uh, 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 like he's in very great, uh, very good shape. And I can, I can tell you he is. Alan doesn't only work out with me. What he, did, what, what he has done is put um, a, a very uh, thorough exercise routine where he plays golf. He plays tennis. He's a very avid tennis uh, 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 player, and um, uh, and he eats well. Alan, do you you pay particular attention to all these things um, on a on a daily basis? Because we talk about these things, uh, help the audience understand how you 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 focus on on these things on a daily basis. 
you know, well, I've always liked sports, so that that part was easy. But I, I do, you know, again, getting back, to, I know sort of my Achilles heel, what I'm capable of doing, the things that are so easy to quit on. So by golfing, I like to walk. When I play tennis, I like to play singles. I'm trying to think of all the things I can do that I know I'm getting wellness and I'm having fun at the same time, you know, versus, you know, getting on an exercise bike or saying I have to, you know, do some kind of monotonous thing. Um, I just try to find a way that it, it, it can be fun. And I guess the same way in eating, there's all kinds of foods you can try and change. I think a lot of influence in that, I guess, is the women in my life who try to make me eat healthy and you know, but I, um, I'm disciplined, right? You know, the, you can still cheat a little bit. You can do all the things, but, you know, I'm not, I don't take anything to extremes. I just think if you find a balance, you can maintain it. If you take something to the extreme, it's hard. It, it, when it comes to, uh, to uh, investing, you, 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 draw, you drew the, the, the correlation of uh, uh, having sound investment advice and, or sound uh, exercising advice. Uh, do you, in, when you, when you look at the overall scheme, uh, do you see a relation uh, between the two? Uh, where if if you're if you're financially sound or if you have the proper advice that people you know people's uh, lives are are, are are better in the long run. Well, obviously, you know, everybody would love to be wealthy, right? Um, but wealth is sort of a marathon, and fitness is sort of a marathon, and you have to have a process and 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 the discipline to get to the end of it. So, you know, in both cases, there's just a way that you under, have to understand yourself and the goals that you want to achieve and how you want to get there. And, you know, you can always leave everything to tomorrow, you know, the manana syndrome. But if, if you're focused and disciplined and stick with it, you know, you can get success in investing. You can get success with your health. But it takes time and it's a marathon. It never ends. Something that I appreciate about you, Alan, is that you're a no-nonsense person. I, I've, I, from the day that I met you, it's always been you'll hit someone right in between the eyes with your answers because you're delivering the truth. And it, it's, I, I, I find or I, what I've gotten from you over the years is, you know, when it comes to, to investing, you, a lot of people don't want to hear the truth. It's um, and you've always whether we were talking about current events or what's happening that day in the market or or, or in politics or, or whatever it is, you've always uh, uh, spoken the truth, and uh, I've really appreciated appreciated that about you. And I would love for people to to look and and see, um, you know, go to your website for instance. You have a very um, uh, a very hard hitting piece of how you got into the the investing uh, world and how you had lost a, a little bit of savings and and then your your you, your whole life you spent trying to 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 uh, um, help people not lose their their life savings and and I think your your story is compelling not only from a health standpoint but also from an investing standpoint because you've been through it all 
life has got its ups and downs. Investing's got its ups and downs. Um, you know, you can't be right all the time. So it's, it's, again, getting back to this marathon thing. It's the acceptance that if you're right more than you're wrong, if you stick with it and believe it, um, it's almost like a religious experience in both sides, right? You know, you have to have faith. And if you, again, if you have a process, if you believe it, if you accept it, you know, life has its ups and downs, you know, there's an expression, you know, this too shall pass. When everything's really bad, it'll get better. When everything's really good, don't expect it to last. So again, it's finding that balance that allows you to stay with it and then you do well. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to take a short break and come back with Mr. Alan Friedman. And um, I want to I want to ask him a little bit to uh, give us a little bit of advice. If he had a, a couple pieces of advice for us, uh, what uh, we can do in today's volatile market. Uh, we'll be right back on PeachRadio.com. This is Peach Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Our guest today is Alan Friedman, and uh, I wanted to talk to Alan a, a little bit more about uh, today's uh, volatile investment uh, environment. Alan, if if you were, you know, uh, everyone always wants they want advice. You know, I you know I, I'm hoping that uh, just based on on the kind of person that you are and how you see things from every different angle. Um, uh, uh, how can you uh, help people with a couple pieces of advice on what to do in today's market? Tough question, Tony. You're asking me to predict the future, which I can't really do, never have been able to do. I, I Again, it, it, everything gets interrelated, you know, back to this process. And, you know, investing is a marathon, wellness is a marathon. Um, I guess the way I look at it, you know, markets are in turmoil. You know, I can give you any number of reasons that in hindsight may seem very wise and I should have known this, but I, I just looked at when prices decline, you know, again, it's how you frame things. And if you look at it and say, well, if I have capital and I want to save, it's, it's an opportunity. You know, the, the lower prices go, the higher future rates of return are. So you should be excited, even though your current investments go down, your future rates of return will go higher. So if you're a saver and you're disciplined all the same processes and you have more capital, this should really be an opportunity. You know, it shouldn't be something you should fear, right? These things happen all the time. And if you look back, you would see that every time it happened, if you had put money to work, you would be better off. I mean, wealth is created through ownership. Wealth is not created by earning interest. And um, you have to find the best values. The best values only come in times of disruption. So markets are difficult here. There's disruption. Look at that as trying to find an opportunity. Now, Alan, you have millions and millions of dollars under in your, you know, under management in your portfolio. Um, but it, what I, the, the question that I want, I want to ask, or the answers that I want to, whether you're starting off with, you know, 
$10,000 or $10 million. Are, are the, the, is, is the advice the same or you would, you would give the, the person with a, a small amount? Because investing is not just if you're a millionaire. It's for, it's for anybody who's trying to take care of their financial future. Is they, uh, what kind of advice would you give uh, the person who's just starting out as opposed to the person who's very well established? You know, I don't think it really changes. The magnitude changes. You know, 10% on a million dollars is $100,000. 10% on $1,000 is 100. So, you know, the person who's got 1,000, you know, thinks, well, I better take a bigger risk. That might speculate because I need more. But it's a combination of time and savings and, you know, the length that a period that you're investing that will make the return. And you want to, with your efforts and your savings, get to be that million dollar person. But if you speculate and you try to get more, you typically end up with less. You know, the markets reward luck every once in a while. But in the end, you know, people like Warren Buffett, or I think it was Benjamin Graham, the father of value investing, said in the short run, it's a voting machine. In the long run, it's a weighing machine. So don't speculate. Own things that are tangible and real. And be patient and keep saving and keep investing. And it's the same thing with the rich person. If you have all of that money, how much more do you really need, right? So you have to, you have to be disciplined, and you have to know yourself and know the kind of risks that you can tolerate and invest accordingly. And would would anybody uh, would would everyone benefit from 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 having someone such as yourself uh, giving them advice? Uh, in in the long run, or is it just you know it's it's for some people and 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 from for others it it doesn't really matter. That's a tough question, and and what's tough about it is I think everybody can benefit from financial advice. The question, you know, with with people in our industry, what's the value of it? You know, are you getting value for your money? And you know, but investing isn't easy. Right. And in the long run, there's setbacks and, you know, you have to have somebody who disciplines you like I come to you because I could work out on my own. Right. Maybe. Maybe I'd skip or sleep in or not show up today. But I do it because I know that I need structure in what I do. I know that you have a expertise that I might get on a machine and overdo it or hurt myself or I may not know how to sort of structure it so that I'm working out every part of my body and investing is the same way right you know a lot of very capable people can do it on their own a lot of people can't you know a lot of the time what happens is you're lucky you do something well so you think you know there's a a saying in investing is um, you know are you smart or you're lucky and the smart people know that they were lucky and the lucky people who think they're smart they get in trouble it's, uh, I love that because it, uh, it, it shines a light on, on a lot of things that are going on right now because everyone thinks that they can do it on their own. Um, and it, it, for me, uh, being an expert at what I do, I always try and go to an expert in order to, uh, to, to benefit more in the, in the long run. It, um, now, back to, to your, your fitness and um, you know, seeing that uh, uh, the, the, the sound financial advice have been passed on. Um, how much 
of your time do you spend you know in, in your week um, uh, not only concentrating in a gym because you're you're in a gym you know two to three times a week you're getting back to the golf and the tennis because part of this the, this program is to make sure that people they're they're not just um, uh, they're not just thinking that they have to go into a gym or they have to do you know ten hours of exercising and so on. How much of the time do you spend doing uh, uh, exercising? You know, I'm thinking about it as 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 you're talking, and it's. You know, because what I view as exercise, somebody else might, might say not. So I think, you know, I have a dog. I walk it three times a day. So three times a day for half an hour, you know, I hit the pavement and I walk. I might play tennis two or three times a week. I play golf once or twice. You know, when the weather's nice, I see you twice a week. I used to see three times a week. So I guess the number is pretty significant. I just sort of, you know, use it or lose it. So I just keep trying to find things that keep me busy. And I, I don't think of it in terms of hours. I just think of it in terms of wellness. How do I feel? Am I fit? You know? Okay. And, it, and that's it. You know, it's a feeling more than a time thing, right? And, and, and over, you know, over time, that's what, uh, you know, my goal is for with most people, where fitness becomes a lifestyle and we're thinking of more longevity as opposed to, well, I have to get in shape for uh, a wedding or I have to get in shape for this particular trip or I have to get in shape for, you know, just to play this season of golf because it's all about longevity. It's all about, you know, uh, 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 that whole lifestyle change and that has to be done in smaller increments. And you seem to have uh, uh, have done that, which is one of the reasons I wanted uh, you uh, to come on the show because a lot of people are, they're gunning for that, but they never seem to achieve that. And you seem to have... Um, have done that so you know I, I give you a lot of um, a lot of credit because it's not an easy thing to do and you seem to have done that so Alan in 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 um, uh, the, just the, the way that you 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 concentrate on your 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 fitness and and, and the wellness uh, drawing back to what has happened to you know in your family um, your family's health past is that one of the driving forces for you to 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 continue it always has been. Um, I don't think it's going to change. Um, you know, it's interesting. I see other people in my family who had more issues, you know. Um, and, you know, I just see it sort of, you know, like some people take a pill in the morning. Some people need their cup of coffee. You know, I just need to do this, right? And I like it. You know, that makes it a lot easier if you like it. You know, you have to find a way or a thing that makes you like it. And, you know, whether it's coming to the gym and then, you know, it's sort of the camaraderie or the conversations, you always find something that makes it more interesting than a mundane, solo, moronic exercise regime, which maybe that's what people do. So I guess people, if they thought about how can I make all of this fun, then they would change their attitude towards it and they would get more involved. It's uh, it's a great point because um, I think that's why the retention levels in in fitness clubs in particular uh, that's what um, that's what happens you know people go in and it's the same regular boring routine you know it may seem exciting at the beginning but uh, after you've done it for a couple of months they just fall off and that retention level in the industry uh, at least in in Canada is between twenty and twenty five percent 
um, and and you know you've been able to maintain a good um, a good consistent discipline routine for such a long time. It's um, it's what I, I'm hoping that everyone can gain from it. Well, you know, one parallel between what I do day to day and and fitness, and I'll tell you, it's interesting that you know as you get older, the demographic of your client base gets older, and as you talk to them, and I know a lot of wealthy people. And at the end of the day, when it all said and done, all they want is their health. You know, the money really doesn't matter. The money's not making them happy unless they're healthy. You know, and instead of waiting to find out how it would feel, you have a chance to make a difference in your life. Just like you go to work every day, right, to try to make money to provide for your family or everything else. So it's like another job. You know, actually, as you get older, maybe it should be your number one job. Right, and that how much more money you have should be secondary because if you don't have health, you have absolutely nothing. Yeah, you know, what's the point? We have something, but it's not well, very enjoyable. Well, exactly, and and that's a, that's a great point because you um it, you it doesn't matter how much you've accomplished. It doesn't matter how much you have. It's the same thing that you just said at the end of the day. And I always said I would be a very wealthy person if there was a way that people can call it in and say, Tony, work out for me and I'll, and they would benefit. And that hasn't happened. So you have to make it a point to, to make it fun. As you said, you have to make it a point, like find some, something in, 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 in every action that you do to, 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 to strive towards making yourself better. And that just makes it uh, a hell of a lot easier to, to be disciplined about or to maintain over the long term. So it's um, your way of, of, of doing things. I have always found interesting. I've guided you a little bit, but you've always had answers to your own problems. And I think you've helped me solve a lot of my problems in the, in the, in the past because of your way of looking at things. But it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that people can grab something from you or get something out of what you just said because you have to find a way to make it uh, make it fun. You know, if I could just say, add one more thing to this, you know, it's like I'm being an advocate for you. Um, you know, people like to do things that they're good at, right? And so they sort of shy away from things that they're bad. And, but in this, you don't need to be good. You just need to do it. As yeah. you do it, you're going to get a benefit. You know, you don't have to be the best tennis player. You don't have to be the best person on the stairmaster, whatever it is, you just have to be on it. You don't have to lift weights that are more than everybody else, just the flight ones. You know, you don't have to run, you can just go for a walk, right? And I think that, you know, this desire to be good, if I'm not good at it, I don't want to do it, is a mistake when it comes to your health. Absolutely. I think that's uh, the, you know, the best, uh, the, the strongest point uh, made um, about this, uh, this wellness, uh, this wellness umbrella. I'm trying to get on, uh, get everyone to, to, to come on there. Um, they, it, my motto is movement heals. And it doesn't matter. You, you don't have to be a, a, an Alan Friedman to, to play golf. You don't have to, to be a, a, a professional athlete. To, to actually come under that wellness umbrella and, and, and shine. You just have to move. 
And that's part of it. It's it's in moderation, too, where you don't have to go out and do a, a, a full marathon. As you said, you can just go out and walk and you'll still benefit in the long run because this is about longevity. In the long run, you can you can benefit from from all of it. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to, to gain from Alan's wisdom and his his uh, his experiences. Um, we're going to take another short break and come back uh, on the art of wellness um, on peachradio.com. Thanks for listening to Peach Radio, streaming from the Peach Gallery in Toronto. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Once again, uh, uh, I'm sitting here with Alan Friedman, and um, in in the in the final segment, I, I wanted to ask Alan, uh, based on on what we've spoken on uh, about before, he um, he had mentioned his his family's past, uh, health past, and so on. Alan, as a, as a, as a father, as a as a husband. Uh, do you try to pass on uh, the things that you've learned? Because it didn't seem to to me, anyways, that you got a lot of health uh, advice from your your um, your parents. You just looked at their the past and and try to to better the future. Do you try to pass on all those healthy habits and and so on that you've gained over the years to your kids? As truthfully as I can tell you, that uh, you know, kids tend not to listen when you lecture them. But I guess all you can do is, by example, lead that kind of life. And somehow I found out it was the same thing with me growing up, that if somebody is a good role model and a good example, that eventually it connects. And I hope that they, you know, will take care of their health as well. I mean, we do have conversations, you know, we talk about our medical history. So one of the things that, uh, you know, on both sides of, my family and my spouse's family, they were drinking issues. So, you know, we talk about addiction and the fact that, you know, if you drink in moderation, if you, you know, if you know that there's, you know, I don't know why I, I sort of get a sense that there's, there's a drinking gene and, you know, some people know how to control it and some people don't. And when you have so many people in your family that didn't, best thing to do is don't you know, and try to balance your life. Again, it, it all gets back to everything. It's about balance. It's by leading by example. If you don't do it, they won't do it. It's, it, um, I, I found that, uh, uh, you know, talking to a lot of parents and, and so on and, and, and seeing, I, I've been around the game for a long time, over 25 years, and I've seen, you know, the, the, my clients' kids growing up and, and the ones that, that have always been active or to made uh, fitness and wellness part of their lives. Now you see the kids you know, doing the same thing. So they, they do learn, you know, through through osmosis, through just, you know, ob- observation. If mommy and daddy does it, um, they they tend to do it. Uh, so instead of preaching and so on, you're leading by example. And I, I think it it um, it does work um, with 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 your kids. Have have you seen where they have taken up or gone your path in, you know, whether it's the, the, the two older um, girls or your younger daughter? Um, have you seen any uh, kind of action where they've followed your, your path a bit? For the most part, no, actually. You know, so my, my, my oldest, she plays tennis on occasion. She actually smokes, right? And, you know, you asked me about advice. I could tell her till the 
cows come home, you know, I can't, you know, she says, I know, I know I'm going to quit. And then she goes out for a cigarette. So, you know, I mean, it's tough. At some point, you know, they're responsible for themselves. They'll get it. You know, the issue is the people that are young and are active. It's because that's how their life was. You know, the thing is, how can you change the pattern of those that aren't, you know? And uh, so my kids aren't that sports minded. My middle daughter is actually a very good golfer. You know, as, as, as an aside, it's a funny story. I told her when she was around 16 and, you know, people want to go drinking or start going to bars, you know, with their fake ID and everything. And I said, well, if you learn how to go to the driving range and you can hit a golf ball 250 yards off the tee, then people will notice you. And it's funny. So she had one summer off of school and she did that and she can actually do it, believe it or not. And it was amazing. Everybody would sit on the driving range saying, Who's that? Yeah. And so now she's a good golfer. She's got a boyfriend who loves to golf, and he loves the fact that she knows how to golf. So, you know, there, there, there's a thing about a lot of these sports again. So she has fun. It's a lifestyle issue. She does it now with her boyfriend. And I think those are the things I try to give them is something you can take with them. So all my kids know how to ski. All my kids know how to snowboard. They know how to things where they can have fun, which makes them want to do it. But, you know, are they as active as me? No. Will they be as active? I hope over time. And, and well, it, that I think that's also that's part of it. And and uh, we have to allow them to do it on their their own. I, I like the idea of taking responsibility uh, for your own actions. But you know, you you mentioned one daughter with uh, with uh, 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 tennis, another daughter with golf. Well, those are your two loves, and um, and they're they're doing it. Uh, so the apple certainly doesn't fall too far from from the tree. Um, it's not everything you're, you know, whether it's a smoking issue and, and so on, they're not going to, they're not you and they, they won't do exactly what you do, but they have taken a page from your book. Uh, so that, that to me is a, is a gift that you've given, uh, to them. And, and it, it goes back to what I said before, having, um, uh, uh, the example being set for them and, and usually they'll, they'll take, uh, take you up on it at some point. So it's, um, you know, again, uh, kudos to you for, for setting that example. Um, Alan, we're going to start wrapping up here. Um, when, when it comes to, you know, you, you're 63 now. Uh, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take that back. You're 61. Um, I apologize about that. But um, at, at 61, you've, you're now, you know, you spent your entire life. I remember you told me that uh, you used to play football and how active you, you were. This is now ingrained. It's a lifestyle for you. Uh, can you, do you see yourself getting better at, uh, at, at this point uh, um, uh, in your life? Uh, or is it just uh, to maintain what, uh, what you've accomplished so far? Well, actually, you know, I always think, you can play better golf, better tennis. Um, I think that it's just a matter of some people go and they say, I just like to go out. I just like to do this. I'm probably a little bit more competitive than that. Um, so in those things, you know, I take tennis lessons every week. I work on my mechanics. I work on my game. I try to think same thing in golf. If I practice every kind of shot, then I'll be capable of doing Not that I'm a great golfer. I'm not a bad guy. Alan, for... you're better than most. N no. Yes, I'm... you are. I know that for a fact. But, but you know, I try every day in everything I do. I 
try to read more, I try to do more, I try to be better at my craft, whatever it is, whether it's tennis or my employment or anything. I think that you, we're always open to learning, you know, nobody knows or has perfected anything. Every day should be a learning experience and then it gives you something to look forward to. It's, it, um, you know, I, I've, uh, I've always admired Alan because he, he, on a, on a weekly basis, he will, he will tell me that, uh, I just found, a, a, whether it's, a, a new club that's, that he thinks is going to be, uh, better for his game, uh, practicing on the range, playing tennis or going with the pro and hitting the balls because he's, he's now perfected his, his backhand. He's always, always looking to get better. And, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a long relationship where I, I've seen you grow. And, uh, you know, I asked you the previous question, but I know what the answer is. Alan Friedman is always trying to get better. And um, I, I appreciate that in people because, you know, when it comes to health and wellness, um, part of it is that you should never just, you know, uh, um, accept status quo. You should always try to get better. Um, and we're not talking necessarily on a, a competitive level you're not competing against anybody you're competing against yourself but you're 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 yourself in a, in a better uh, in, a, in a better place for tomorrow that's what we want you, you want a, the, the the longevity part of it to um, to endure so it's um, I want to be younger next year that's what I want. <laughs> yes we both read that book and uh, it was quite interesting um, and it, it does have a lot of merit it um, when you you look look at the things that you have to do and I'm trying to help um, everyone simplify uh, by by just move you know just just move to 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 better your tomorrow it um, there there's a there's a lot to that uh, a lot more to just that simple motto um, where you can gain from it so Alan I'd like to uh, thank you for coming in and 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 speaking with us on the art of wellness um, it was a pleasure having you here and and having you enlighten us with some of your your ways and means uh, how you do things well thanks Tony it was my pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode on the art of wellness on peachradio.com. Take care.